0: Feeling close to Jesus because I, I you were was, eating was, his
1: foods. Uh, yeah, I had my Mediterranean foods, and and, uh, and I held my daughter for the first time like eight minutes later. Oh, wow. This was fast. This was, they, they said, my wife said, Helen's is going to take, and they said, we're already in. Whoa. Um, you know, your, your kidneys are over there. <laughs> um, it's like a butcher shop in here right now. And um, sorry, darling. And I held her. And I have never felt so small in my life. Never. Huh. And at that point, and I'd been thinking about these things, I'd re, you know, recant, re, recounted these stories of India and, 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 and Africa and other times in my life, and we'd been talking about raising her. You know, my wife is, comes from a good Methodist family, and they are good people they are spiritual, they are Christian, they believe in community, they believe in helping one another. It's just that good old-fashioned Midwest values with a tinge of Wesleyan thinking. (laughs) What a drinking as well. (laughs) And I just thought at that point, okay, I don't believe, but no harm's going to come from it.
0: Right. And tolerate it.
1: I'm I'm willing to, to, to go along with this, but at the same time, understand, Bill Hicks was right. It's a zombie Jew. <laughs> That's right. He is. As long as you don't forget that bit, I'm fine. I'll I'll live with that.
0: Well, and as long as I mean, I think that Jesus is good, but to a point, because you I mean anything can be super fanatical, and but they almost like. Kind of certain sects of Christianity wanted you to be really fanatical, and especially as a kid. And I really fell into that because I'm, you know, was very theatrical anyway. So evangelical, theatrical, like suspending my belief, all that kind of stuff. I was like, hell yeah, I'm into Jesus. But all of that kind of did do a number on me because I really believed like the Bible and all the things that all these people told me in this community. Like I believed that that was all right and then all of a sudden I was like whoa the world is so different and this is I am so naive and Jesus isn't real and all like it was just so scary when you find out that kind of stuff
1: I got to tell you about the chaplain at the school oh yeah so I went I I I went to um, a boarding school I was a bad little bastard there's no two ways about it Um, but like
0: what you're putting peanut butter in people's shorts or what were you doing were you like, you weren't murdering cats or anything, were you? you I wasn't at the cat him.
1: murdering bit, but I was at the, you know, should we put him into care or send him to military school point.
0: Wow. Did you were running out, staying out late, smoking cigarettes?
1: No. no. Um, so I'm autistic. I, I have Asperger's. I have non really? standard presenting Asperger's, apparently. So I can do the big things with numbers and, you know, I have like a day. So the comedy is what I love doing, but I have a day job. I'm a director of product marketing for a big ass security company. Um, Super cool. Designing firewalls and crap like that. But I have this um, persona that I adapted that helps me deal with life. Mm -hmm. So my natural inclination is to hate big crowds and people I've never met before. But because of the way I was brought up, the inheritance I got from my folks who ran hotels was I met hundreds of people a day. Hmm. So I just developed this persona that that, that handles people on my behalf. Sounds a bit weird, I know, but I've got used to it. And um, so I I joke about we have John and Jonathan. So John's the guy that that handles the world and Jonathan's the one that goes at home and he's a dad. These aren't voices in my head. No,
2: no, 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 no. It's just
1: uh, it's a coping mechanism. So whenever I'm out and you'll notice like no now I have my nice jacket on with my puffed up collar. That's John. Jonathan dresses like a slob.
0: But you I can't believe that you're high functioning Asperger's because you do eye contact really well. We've been having a conversation for fifty minutes mm-hmm. and there's been no awkwardness or lull or so this is just the persona of John this is... can do that
1: this is no problem no problem at all and I'm conversational and you know it's my my dream in life would be to be one of the the great raconteurs like Pista Utinoff or Dudley or um, Peter Cook or you know that would be just my but I understand that it's a facade huh um it's a facade I enjoy it's like I've divorced I put my ego into a different persona and but I've who accepted. did your
0: wife meet? Did your wife meet John, or did she meet Jonathan? And does she know both of them? Well, obviously she knows both of them. She
1: does, and, and, and it became more apparent over the years. Um, I think probably most, I got to meet her ex. So my wife's ex's sister was my wife's um, maid of honor. Oh. Um, like trailer parks of Carmel Valley. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and they're lovely people, um, uh, they're from the Carolinas, and they're very. You know, her, her dad is a, an amazing person; has accomplished a great deal in medicals, science, and the like, and affiliated with Duke. Just good people. I was nervous as hell, <laughs> but I had my I had my uh, my waistcoat to protect me. It sounds really retarded, and I'm aware of this, but as long as I've got a defence, I don't have to use my outward personality, which is. I'd rather be a big person and a big voice than let you get to know the real me. Ah. So that's where the comedy comes in, because it's great, because I'm just like, okay, um, hey, quiet asshole, get in your box. We don't need you for the next 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, And I can... Because the big asshole has also lost me jobs in the past time as well, so...
0: You're super funny, though. You're just really, like, clever and witty and personable. So what's your stand-up comedy like?
1: Um... What's it like? Uh, I so it, it varies. I love the writing process. I love the. I love. See, this is the thing. That's. The, I love the intellectual challenge of creating something. First of all, there's nothing new. Mm. We're we're all recycling old, but putting today's spin on it. You know, uh, today's Trump joke is yesterday's Nixon joke. <laughs> uh, True. <laughs> uh, and so I love taking the uh, the influences that, that I had and making it relevant to today and then um, and I'm horrible one of the things I'm horrible with names and so I'm really sorry David I can't remember your surname but there's uh, not Stolowitz but there's another David down in the South Bay who I is a pro and does only clean material
2: oh
1: and I mean I'm in awe of that man because the British accent if I swear it's hilarious
2: <laughs> you know? yeah, Absolutely.
1: I mean there's just I can do 20 minutes of curse words and, and I'll, I'll you know blow the roof off the place Right. But my thing is, uh, I love a good story with a twist. Uh-huh. I like a little darkness. You know, I loved Bill Hicks, is it that yeah, was my, yeah. um, that was, uh, we actually, in this boarding school, we actually had bootleg tapes coming in. It's kind of old school.
3: Yeah.
1: And, you know, listening to um, to Pryor and Hicks and uh, Robin Williams and stuff. and. And were just listening to albums on tape that were copied a million times in really poor quality. And, and crazy
2: and scratchy. And we didn't
1: understand the world that this humor came from. Hmm. Like, you yeah, know, Arizona Bay. We were like, is that even possible?
2: Arizona Bay. It's true.
0: There's no water in Arizona. Uh,
1: come the big one, there will be.
0: Ah, uh, the uh, Hey. I, uh Richard Pryor said something before he got on stage once and someone said, "You know, what do you what do you want to do out there tonight? What do you what do you want?" And he said, "I just want the audience to like me."
1: And I would don't yeah, and I I don't want the audience to like me. I want them to I want them to think, "Why was I laughing at that?" Oh, that's interesting. I want it, an intellectual challenge. I hate lowbrow.
2: I'm so lowbrow a lot of times.
1: I I so I I did I was really lucky. I did my first, uh, my first real stand up thing at Roosters uh, be early in the year. So I'd been doing comedy, but it was always part of my sales training. There was jokes about the fact that if I did a straight to camera sales training video, it would be 15 minutes. But if it was in a room with people, it was 45 minutes. Right. But most of it was just my jokes Right. and then I was inspired to take the sales training out <laughs> of the material. Right. And I was really lucky, DNA was hosting, and so many people had come up that I got given um, the the feature spot. And I did my Make America Great Again stuff. And it's not the regular, there's no Trump jokes in it. It was literally, I'm from a British cunt, I'm from, great britain we've had great in the name for 2000 what is it we've got that you want
2: It's <laughs> very funny uh,
1: you know it can't be our teeth these aren't teeth these are tic tacs that i super glued into the hole <laughs> and it was just a, a contrast and i wanted people to think they were laughing and that was good i have a big thing about immigration oh, yeah, i'm deep. not your regular immigrant you know, yeah. uh, myself, Raul and uh, and Sanjay, we're taking it back, um, <laughs> you know, and everyone's laughing and you could see them thinking, why am I laughing? It appealed at that good old level. And if I can keep doing that, that's my passion is getting people to laugh without them realizing why huh. it's, it's, there's, and there's, the better the depth, the longer, the, the longer it will last. Right. Good material is so hard to create. Like, laughs are cheap. Laughs that you can keep using and and repeating and get people thinking is... That's where the real fun is.
0: Yeah, I mean... I, I try not to, I mean, I, I don't try, I try not to be political in my stuff, but I end up always being political, like everything, all language is political, blah, blah, blah. But I, I end up t- doing a lot of feminist jokes, and I don't want to be a heavy-handed feminist, but it just, I'm a lady, and that's the way it is. It's just like you doing British jokes. It'd be like if you didn't do any jokes about being British and you have an accent, then it was like, you might as well harp on it because you, it is you, it's part of you, it's Are, how you were raised. Harp is the wrong word, but no, the same No, no, it's way, a great
1: opener, but, but you're, you're, you're you know, this is where I'm envious of you. You're in San Francisco. Uh, what a be- what an awesome place to be a feminist. <laughs> one place where it won't piss anyone off. Yeah, that pisses
0: everybody up because I'm the wrong. I'm, I'm a bad feminist here. I'm a, I yeah, it's f- here. Everyone's so feminist that I'm like a bad feminist. But I'm like I'm a bad. Fe- How like, well, feminist do I have to be? What do I have to? No, I get called a bad feminist because I I will always like Bill Cosby.
1: We all did. I
0: don't. I can't say did though. I still do. I mean, I know he's in jail or whatever for assaulting women in a terrible way, but it doesn't. I still like him as an artist and appreciate his work. My wife and I were talking about and this. And I book him if it was can. a morning. She went through a morning
1: process. This was a big part of her. You know, her, there was family values that he imparted, mm. and with humor, which is one of the best ways to learn. Sure. And you know, she questioned. She, she had to. The, the 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 feminine part of us said, "Oh my God!" And the other part of us said, "You're fucking up my part of my childhood." Yeah, of, exactly. You, you, I respected you. This is not. This wasn't meant to happen, you know. And it was. Uh, it. It's kind of. Don't get me wrong. What he did was wrong, but you then see the other side. Of, you know, you see the, the 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 Louis CK kind of thing. I'm like. Really, I can't masturbate in public anymore. That's now a problem. <laughs> well, I, oh, I can masturbate, but not towards somebody. That's the line. Uh, right, because
0: on the BART, there's like two guys right? you know, on the way here, like jerking off, whatever. But the, I, I mean, I also don't necessarily have a problem with Louis C.K. because, like, if he wanted to jerk off in front of me, I'd hopefully be. Clever enough to say, like, yeah, man, you know, whip it out, but you better tell some jokes about your pathetic little wiener, like, while you're doing it.
1: But that's the strength you of the persona. You give me
0: something. You give me something. If you're going to get something out of this, and I want you to do it in front of me to talk about your pathetic little wiener, like you do all the time on stage, all the time he talks about that on stage. I'm like, do one of your jokes.
1: But that's the personas. And then that's his version of my issue. That's having the multiple personas and knowing which one you can and cannot use in the right places. Mm. Um, I don't have a wiener whipping out persona. Sure. I'm, if I'm Good disappointing freak. you, I. No, um
2: that's very funny.
1: But it, it, it's unfortunately it's exploitative. It's it's knowing your power and and, and using it. And I don't think that's ever. Yeah, that's it's ever just right. that
0: as a feminist, I finally am excited to like you know have the rights that men have and I want to be exploitative too. Everyone's always going to exploit someone else. That's the way the world works. That's why God doesn't exist and that's why it's terrible that the English people did to the Indonesians or the Indians and what we do to Bangladesh. I I think make we did go, the
1: Indonesian I think that was what, th- did we do that one? I don't, all, all I don't think then. Indonesia was us.
0: But Us now, like the U.S., we've screwed up like Bangladesh, where we make people make our clothes for no money, where we make them make our iPhones for no money. And then we don't treat them like people, but we want to be people. We're special people. Like all of that stuff is just, I, I, everyone's humans are exploitative. That's how you make money. And so the problem is that guys get power and they exploit it. But it's called the casting couch for a reason. Like it was called a thing in the 80s and everyone knew it. It's like, why would it exist if it didn't exist? Like, yes, men will use their power to make women sleep with them. To women And women will use their femininity and their sexuality to try to get ahead or even sometimes they don't. And that's when it's exploitative. Blah, blah, blah. But like as a feminist, I'm like, I want to be able to exploit some shit now. Like I want to like you know cat call some men or you know grab a butt on the bard or something like
1: so so let me come, so let me come back to the point this is where i was saying about my, the 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 line which my chaplain gave him and it's a lesson i want to give to my daughter And it kind of brings every, everything you just said to one point so our chaplain at this this school which had a military sort of semi-military background it was you got to bear in mind this place was like Hogwarts. <laughs> I mean, this is in the, this is in the northwest of England. If you look at a map and you see the bit that juts out furthest into the into the North Sea, into the Irish Sea, the coldest, most windblown part of the country, that's where they put this school for little bastards. <laughs> and um, and the chaplain and, and I forget his name, and I really wish sure I could remember. It. it was a wonderful person. He was the most non-religious chaplain I've ever met he, he, and he had this, this thing he said to us faith in God is a lack of faith in oneself wow and it stuck and it and it was one of these weird things I remembered him saying it and I didn't really speak to anyone I went to school with for 20 odd years and a few years ago the school was in danger of closing and a load of us went back for school day whatever it was called and I asked a couple of them I said do you remember the chaplain? And the, yeah, yeah. You remember the old boys thing? And he said, "Yeah, because a good number of us won, A good number of old boys won. Victoria Cross is the highest thing you can win in a medal you can win. Usually, usually awarded posthumously. Mm. Uh, you know, the guy that you know took down a Panzer with his teeth. Those <laughs> kinds of you know uh, people. And um, he gave both eyes and then his leg. You know, those kind of chaps. And and and, and Hendy said, "Oh yeah." faith in god's lack of faith in oneself oh my god he did say that i believed this for 20 years thinking i'd remembered it and and you know what he was right i think so much when you think of prayer isn't that just meditation on one's problems you know potentially and absolutely you're going to solve the problem through thinking about it and not thinking about Raoul and whether or not his loaves are going to race
2: right
0: Wow. Yeah. You know, that's interesting that, well, that's, that goes to the whole Buddhist thing too, of like meditation and, and self-reflection and, but then it also works in the Christianity thing because you have to confess your sins making. So if the only, you know, it's the same AA thing. The only way to acknowledge, to fix the problem is to acknowledge that you have a problem. And so when you go to your priest or you go to pray to God and go like, you know, I can't stop doing this or this behavior, blah, blah, blah. And then you're thinking about it. And it's almost like cognitive behavior, uh, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, no, it is. It, it's in, and you know, these, this is where the, those principles come from. You, to focus on one's problems, the only way you're going to solve it, problems don't solve themselves. Um, unless you're rich, which is. <laughs>
2: uh, That's exciting. And
1: if
0: you're rich, donate to Mutiny Radio. here. Absolutely. You can always just give us money in our PayPal at, what is it? Mutiny radiofm at gmail.com. We like we like or go to our website www.mutinyradio.fm and press the donate button.
1: Even take the bitcoin that's devalued by seventy five percent in the last Did year. Did that happen? It's it's down to like a value that no one cares about. Um uh, wow. I know so many people
0: that like freaked out about Bitcoin last year and they were like, You've got to invest in Bitcoin and I'm like I'm not gonna do that, <laughs> I'm not gonna, <gasps> like are you kidding me? <laughs> <gasps>
1: Yeah, I just because, like it on the record. I did not use a lot of the company server infrastructure to mine Bitcoin. I did not do that. I don't
0: even know what that means. I even watched a Vice thing on mining Bitcoin and I still don't understand it. And if Vice is like news for dummies, you know, and I'm like, I still I like, couldn't get is it. Is it? it? I like it take. For everybody. I like I like. like, it too, I, li-
1: I, like I don't liberal. like their co-founders, but I like their, I like their take. I, li- I like what they're doing too.
0: They're exposing a lot of things, but they tried really hard to help me understand Bitcoin and I just was, I'm still like, uh, there's a the servers and you mine it and then you, they that people buy the currency. It doesn't exist. Yeah. But either does the money backing the U.S. dollar. So it's just about like, which, which structure do we want to believe in? It's just like religion. We all decided, hey, this little bill that looks like this means this, and then the euro, this things, and then you guys are like, we like the pound. We like Brexit's crazy. We're Brexit, like.
1: Brexit really. I don't know. I mean, I, we screwed up, and then America said, "Wait, hold my beer. We've got an idea here. Hold yeah, on." Well, I just we're going to turn the country into a reality show. But
0: yeah, right. What was the point of being a part of the EU if you weren't going to use the euro? That's how I always felt like. Why well, be a part of the? The only reason to be a part of the EU is to all share the same currency. But then, even when you go from country to country, things still cost differently because of. However, it's valued there. So, like, food in Greece was super cheap, and food in Italy was more expensive. And I'm sure food in France is hell of expensive.
1: No. No? Oh, no, completely the other way. Food in France is incredibly inexpensive. Really? Wow. High-quality food is inexpensive because it's a socialist thing with lots of subsidies going directly to the farmer to keep the cost of production down. Wow. Um, no, the, 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 don't get me wrong. I'm sure that you could get a million people to say things differently. The, the euro and Europe, two completely different issues. It was a trading agreement. It was a free. It was some free trade between 27 countries, no tariffs on services or goods, um, free extra. So products could just move in easily between. Supply chains could be created, but also people could move as well, and that's ultimately what uh. caused problems because we didn't want poor people coming into the country because that offends one's middle class values. They don't go to the right church. <laughs> and um you know um wow and so the currency was less of an issue and it it was unfortunately everything was going so well everyone thought they could do it on their own without support and unfortunately i think we're about to see sometime after march 29th things are not going to be that way anymore wow um same same you know what this you, Another thing I love about America, and I didn't understand it, is an outsider. So I've been traveling here since West Wing was new. <laughs> um, much of my career, I owe a ridiculous amount. So I became essentially a professional writer because of Aaron Sorkin. Uh, I wanted to be able to speak as elegantly and thoughtfully as his characters did. Uh,
0: his characters.
1: I'm not joking. This is, a, this is a serious no, thing. I used, to use, I used to mmm and use the word like way too much. Mm, me too. Uh, I thought there were points of grammar. Now I just use swearing. <laughs> and I, I thought that this was, you know, everything that was wonderful about America was, was, was bound up in this. And it was for a time. But then as you get more and more successful, you kind of coast into easy mode. And we, I was, as an outsider, everyone, in previous uh, administrations, everyone said the power of the states. The states are what are going to, you know, derail Obama's, uh, you know, federalistic approach to things, and states' rights. I live in California.
2: Yeah.
1: Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> Screw the other 49 of you. We've we've got the money. We've got Teslas. What have you got?
0: Yeah, right. You we got know? we got weed. Yo. We
1: got weed. We got Teslas, and you know it's um, you know. get the
0: movie industry.
1: We got, we got what, a lot of food. What I love is the <laughs> fact that the
0: Mexicans. We're friends with the Mexicans. Hell yeah. It's
1: like they wouldn't. Here's the thing. It's like we're gonna shut the border. I'm gonna be like. Really? Yeah. Have you been to San Diego? Have you, <laughs> seriously, you're going to shut the border in San Diego? Okay, fine. Um, this isn't going to work for you. We we welcome immigration. It's yeah. like, you know, most people thought I was Juan Garcia for years.
0: <laughs> With the accent. Absolutely. We're uh, closing on down in our time. I'm sure you've got a real job to get back to, right? No, you don't. That's exciting.
1: I'm uh, I'm hosting a, an event in town tonight. I'm oh, I'm, good for I'm you. doing I'm being a corporate shill.
2: Oh, fun!
0: Uh, up, at
1: the, up at the Salesforce Tower for a security startup thing. Neat. So no Neat. jokes.
0: What are you just going to talk about Salesforce?
1: No, no. I'm just oh, talking about host, security. They're, they're, I'm talking about security tonight. I'm I'm hosting. Some startups are going to beg for money. Uh, uh, they're going to tell people what their ROI is and how many an events. What's ROI? Return on investment. Mm-hmm. How many? How
0: about Mutiny Radio? We have no ROI. <laughs> your, your I want to get money. How do I get money from a start? I can't, can't I be like, well, it's not like a startup because we've been, I've been doing this for like five years now, but I still need money.
2: Can <laughs> I give me some money?
1: It, there's, there's, there is, um, there is a role. For investment in the community, and I think you would be a great model for that. Well, you give back and you create a platform, and you think of how many comedians have come through here and gone on to better things. And why aren't they giving you twenty percent?
2: No,
0: that's dating. the question.
1: How can they live with themselves? Well, they're not tithing
0: to their, you know, to. To Holy Mary, Mother of God,
1: and and they should. I wish um, they would. They know the email address to PayPal that cash to, don't they?
0: Yeah, please. If you're uh, no comedians, listen to this show. I have, I have no idea who listens to this show. We had great ratings last month, though. We had like fifteen thousand downloads for the month.
1: You had great guests. I have. That th- might be part of it. The, I, probably. This is going to be a lull.
0: No, this one won't be great. No, All they're the going to listen. They're going to be people. like,
1: "Wait, what's the English English accent? Oh my God, it's colonial repression again." They get angry as soon as they... They'll be like, "No, we want our tea with ice cubes." in it help help I'm being repressed look at the violence inherent in the system <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, got, I, I got I nearly got fired for putting that into a corporate blog wow really that's so funny though I mean, if you google my name you'll find my old corporate blog and there is a picture of uh, a meme of of it and uh, just know that I got strung up by my curly whirly so is, is
0: that I mean that's got to be difficult line to dance your work life versus the comedy stuff I mean not that you're like doing a bunch of dick jokes or anything but you don't think that like people at work knowing the comedy that that can only can you see it as only helping each other rather than maybe hurting it
1: so I um, the place I worked last was the best place I've ever worked in my life the best group of people we delivered everything the corporate soulless person would want 40% growth in, uh, in a EMEA, 20% growth in a $100 million business. And I did, ex- you know, but I also put a ridiculous amount of John into that as opposed to Jonathan. Mm. And there was too much of my personality into that. I mean, I didn't, I took too many chances and I didn't, I, and I put too much really high quality comedic material into <laughs> what should have been a, security event and so the feedback was always either that was amazing i learned so much or why do you let this person out of your building uh, <laughs> why did you give him a microphone and, I, and I, are you familiar with the principle of ad hominem no so a wonderful person called Aaron Eddy taught me this one and i wish i'd been taught this at school i had a freaking latin teacher that could have taught me what ad hominem actually was so you believe the thing the person's saying but because they're an asshole, you're not going to listen.
0: Interesting. And oh my god, I think people think that about me all the time.
1: Oh, uh, I can't imagine that for a second.
0: No, no, I uh, I can do that excited girl thing on stage where it's like, look at me, look at me, and they're like, we don't want to look at you.
1: Yeah, the, the, so the, the it's ad you, Sometimes you should shoot the messenger. And <laughs> uh, message is great, but have someone else say it. And um, uh, basically, my personality cost me a gig and and a good group of friends I had, I had the perfect job where um i didn't work because i loved what i did so much and wow. unfortunately i screwed up but i always wanted to chance the line and so i made it my personal mission that every single corporate blog i ever wrote has a monty python reference in it. oh that's funny so um it security is like fish slapping <laughs> um, the um, instead of network access control uh, so network access control and the comparisons to a repressive society which had the meme in it sure uh, and there's loads of them in there and I was constantly um, sneaking them through
0: but you made things fun and IT is so dry and security is so dry is it just like people have no senses of humor or they just don't want it they're like this is not the medium for humor the,
1: the reality of security um he says you know being a corporate shill for a minute is it's like being a fire uh, like being a um a firefighter mm-hmm. a good day nothing happens ah uh, <laughs> that's right you're, you're you're investing for nothing sure. like my outcome is i don't want anything to happen and so the 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 roi is so 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 how many attacks did we beat all of them oh well what do we do next keep doing it
2: right it's it's
1: it's it's a very so there's comedy has its place. there is a darkness because i talk about uh you know when i'm talking about hacking and these things i do put comedy into it because you're challenging somebody's ego
2: but why would
0: somebody this is philosophical on the security tip why would some why is someone hacking are they doing it to make money is it all about money or is it just like they're bored like what i don't i mean i can't even conceptualize what hacking is to be honest with you like i'm like i already stole my information
1: so it, 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 it starts off with just exploiting structural weaknesses that's that's all it is infrastructural weaknesses The reasons for doing it the motivations for doing it are 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 incredibly human one you've got uh, these highly educated people that do not have careers in line with their expectations and they're acting out and that's how i ended up getting thrown out of school for you know
0: so hacking is internal
1: it's not just internal but um, you know, they want to use their capabilities then they can't mm. do them elsewhere, so they're going to do them here. And that, that's always existed. It's just that, you know, the, the kid in the back of the classroom, not being paid attention, not having the opportunities, well, I'm going to create an opportunity. Right, I'm going to throw
0: rocks at you the, right, right exactly. yeah, negative attention seeking. Okay. There is a
1: financial side of things as well, and there is exploiting, you see that in ransomware and malware attacks and, uh, and those kind of things, and that is that is paying the bills. Um, you've got state sponsored Um, I'm sure the US does not do any of this at all (laughs) Um, and that's that is just just a new version of warfare Uh Um,
0: I just been so I just don't I'm the least technological person that I don't even have a smartphone and so it's hard for me to conceptualize people's like your whole a lot of your life you've, your child and your wife obviously and the comedy but then the other many hours of your life and day is spent on these weird little boxes that we invented like not that long ago but they're everywhere and they control everything like what would happen if the electricity went out
1: everywhere well I'm, I'm white middle class and live in San Jose so if I've got <laughs> Tesla power packs I'll be fine Um, at least for a couple of days no um, it's um, society is incredibly reliant upon technology and systems that didn't exist ten years ago
3: it's crazy
1: Um, you know can you imagine a world without Facebook um, uh, yeah, it was called MySpace. Well, I'm imagining. If, <laughs> I, I, I like to say I, that's a bit I've been working out. It's John Lennon's new tunes. You know, Imagine, Imagine a world without Facebook. <laughs> it's
2: easy if you try. You can't. Twitter. No, no
1: presidents to tweet at. Yeah. yeah. And so we're not. Unfortunately, these opportunities have been created to us. These inf- this infrastructure has been created, but as a culture. We've not adapted at the same speed at its creation, you know. That, and that, thats the Silicon Valley, run fast and break things. Uh. And unfortunately, breaking things includes society, cultures, and communities. Right. Um, you look at the divisiveness. Do you think it's a coincidence that the react—the the result of the um, uh, Florida governor election, over a million people cast their vote. But it came down to less than a few thousand. I mean when you're talking about devices and divisive a yeah. nearly one to one relationship.
0: and I noticed that on that when we did the elections. It was 50-50 on everything. Everything was fifty fifty.
1: And it's it's and and, and that is because the, the echo chambers that we've created and the security side of this is even more fun because you know, most of the people listening to this will use the same password for Facebook as they do for their email account, which they and they'll use a version of that for their back.
0: And I and I do that, but what's the problem?
1: Well, once I've guessed one of them, I know your email address is probably going to be at gmail.com or at yahoo.com. If you've had the same Yahoo account and, and, and password for the last four years, then bear in mind that there's about 30 million people actually, like me. It's actually a hot uh, <laughs> That's they, how gross I am. They haven't been breached for a while, but if you've not changed your password in the last five years, then I can probably get your password in about 20 seconds. Really? Yeah. It's a, it's a published list. What? Yeah. I Yadu just have to c- give a hand over money recently I can't do more passwords I can't remember,
2: I finally get passwords I can remember and then they make me change
1: them so that's why you need to be sponsored by somebody like Dashlane <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to call <laughs> a shill for them but um, yeah. I have a father-in-law and he's a lovely man and he writes his passwords down or he uses the same version of them all the time and it's like you're a security nightmare and you have access to pictures of my kid naked in a bath you know so yeah. we're going to be changing that
2: well
0: naked in a bath is not a problem I mean I guess no none of it that's the thing about pornography it's, it's not like, a problem for me line.
1: it's a problem for the people that, Who, have, that have a problem,
0: right, the problem you know, the, exactly a problem for the people that have a problem it's just like pictures of naked women aren't a problem unless you're like standing you know underneath a statue underneath the boobs of a statue w- wanking your yanker Uh, I'm so worried about the are you worried you brought a baby into the world are you worried about the future you feel pretty okay about it
1: I'm worried for the rest of the world she's going to be fine she's going to kick their ass (laughs) she's got she's got she's got an amazing mother who is one of the most determined well organized thoughtful intelligent people I've ever had the pleasure of knowing and she's got a dad who is a raging sociopath um, <laughs> with an accent. So she's going to be well she's equipped to handle this one. Well. She already be she she. Uh, uh, and I'm not proud, and I'm not condoning violence. <laughs> she beat the crap out of a four-year-old the other day. Wow! <laughs> I was so we we. You know the the, the we can't complain about the the, the, the ash situation because we're on the we're on the good side of this.
0: Oh, you didn't have to breathe it.
1: How nice for you. No, I had to. Uh, it just wasn't being created by my house burning down. Oh. My life. Um, I, uh, I. I've never been as we approach Thanksgiving. I've never been so grateful in my life, and I mean, like, this is. I'm. This is as close to humble as I'm capable. <laughs> um, I. But we. we uh, She'd been the kid has been caged up in the house for a couple of days. Yeah, because of
0: the air quality. Bouncing been terrible. off the walls. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, my wife did everything. We were wearing our masks to go outside. We put you know cat whiskers on them. We did everything we could, and she'd be like, wear it for three seconds and then start screaming. Yeah. So she got confined to, to confined to barracks, and I took her to Kidtopia at the weekend, which was, you know, like a hundred kids, sixteen different versions of flu. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and, the, and the ball pit alone. Well, the ball pit is just its own disgusting yeah. um, petri dish of humanity. And she's bouncing around in there. And all of a sudden, I'm just, this This, this is the reality of, of life is there. It's like this four-year-old looks at my kid who's holding this toy that she is really enjoying playing with. And he says he wants that. And he pushes her in the shoulder. And I instantly feel sorry for this for this kid he's four years old he's looking at life nothing bad's ever happened to him and then my kid comes at him with a two-one combination wow she's smaller than him but you know she's got uh, she's got that terrier spirit we have scottish terriers at home and my kid was pretty much <laughs> raised by one and she's just like i don't care about your size crew cut you're going down wow she clotheslined a seahawks fan i mean <laughs> um A couple of weeks ago, last July, we were in Pee Wallop up in Washington State. And um, they've got so much water, they have fountains that kids can play in. Can you imagine
0: that? Yeah, it's just it's too cold for them to enjoy.
1: Um, So she's playing in this water fountain. This kid comes up to her and pushes her out of the way. Oh, my kid just walks it off. No. My kid was thinking. (laughs) She walks around. She comes back. soon. The fountains die down. Someone presses a button. They comes up. She uses that as distraction. She runs at him. He's on wet ground. She pulls her arm up. <gasps> and she clothesline him.
2: Wow. And now,
1: my kid is just went Because we'd been out cycling. So she was riding around the back. So she's just wearing leggings, bare feet. She's not wearing a top two-year-old. Yeah, it's boots, fine. You know, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. And she's, got, she's a little girl. She has, like, a boy haircut. No one yeah. knows. And this guy fat guy I mean he makes me look like you know one of Jenny Craig's finest accomplishments uh, goes your son just beat my boy and I just said, um, actually that was my daughter and he went
4: oh oh Junior get your ass out of here <laughs> <laughs> I don't, that's wow
0: awesome. that's a me too movement for a little boy absolutely he was assaulted
1: absolutely he started it he started she it finished she it. finished it damn right <laughs> See,
0: like, that's the thing where I'm like, morality and children. She, she went for it. i mm, you're, she, teach her to be confident. That's good, but absolutely. But as, as long as she's not the biter, as long as she's not the instigator. No. If um, she gets attacked, she should always, always defend herself. But if she, she, as long as she's not the instigator, coming at kids with scissors and shit like
1: that. No. Well, so this is where my biters. my wife is going to do the good Christian Methodist community thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give her all the bad lessons I got from Padre and the, uh, from the chaplain and, and the other teachers. And I think the most important one is, if you're going to do something stupid, plan it.
2: Plan it, yeah.
0: If, yeah. if you're going to react to something. Although, if you're going to react...
1: No, don't react. Plan. Right. So acknowledge it happened. Understand you're going to take them down. But don't do it now. Revenge is a dish best served, you know, with a backhoe. Three days from now.
2: Later when they don't remember. Absolutely. But then
1: but
0: then, but then, then, you probably don't feel good. I've tried to do revenge on people, and I never feel good about it at the end. I, ne- I don't ever take, like, or I get so mad, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to take revenge. And then I don't because it blows over, and I don't care. And, like, really, I'm going to put that much energy into something like that? Come on. I don't have time for that.
1: You I, know? I, I used to. I, I'll be, I'll be <laughs> honest with you. I have mellowed. Uh, and I, you know, a few people commented on this you know something, something bad happened a, a little while ago and somebody said oh my god wait till John gets on his laptop he's going to turn that person's life upside down oh wow I still have those skills
2: yeah sure
1: and, and I didn't And that's because I just put the kid to bed, and I'm exhausted. Yeah, see, there's
0: just no time. There was something somebody really did some. There were some people a while in August that did some pretty mean things to me, pretty overtly, even on a radio show. It's terrible to listen to. It's very difficult. But people were like, "Well, aren't you gonna aren't you gonna do anything?" I was like, "I just I don't have time to fight evil. I only have time to do good. Like I just don't have time.
1: I don't have time." No, but I've got friends at the NSA who do have time. So you let me have those details. Oh, no, it's at right. The They're just, the,
0: it's stupid little comedian stuff. I mean, its it was actually, it was bigger, but it was fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's, it's also small potatoes. Give me a break. That's why it doesn't matter what my, what my passwords are, because I have nothing for anyone to take.
1: Like, what are you going to... Well, you don't know that because we, once I've got your social security number... Then you find out. Well, you don't find out that you know with your credit. I don't have any credit. Yeah, you wouldn't. You believe. You know what? The the world has changed. You now only need three percent to buy a house again, not twenty percent. People just don't realize the world has changed in the last few years. Mm. So all of a sudden, I can use your details, buy a condo, rent it out, screw with it, and it's you that's going to suffer. It's a real. I'm not. So the next thing I'm going to do, I'll talk about it. But no, it's a real thing. But use a professional some um, password, um, app, they are good. There was a couple, um, you know, Dashlane's one, um, that, that, that I've used in the past, um, I use another one. It's got red in the logo and I can't remember its name, which is the family account and those things are there to help you. They're not, um, they they're probably one of the best investments. The other thing is you use Facebook, don't do public. So only share with friends.
0: Oh, no, but that's the thing. This entire business is based on Facebook because no, it's only the free but that's platform. Right. When
1: you tagged me, when you hit me, I said, can you tag my public profile? Right. But Big John, I want the whole world to know about Big John. He's a moron and he can handle it. But John Garside with the pictures of the kid and naked in the bathtub. Right. That's not See, going but into the, that's, my I keep pub, those lives separate.
2: My, pub, my,
0: my persona on Facebook is me. I'm me. It's I, it's all for promotion. Everything's promotion. I am Mutiny Radio.
1: I am Pam Benjamin. I think it's because I had a life and then did the com- comedy thing. Right. So that's yeah. the... the, the
0: uh, my old life, I let that go. I don't have... I don't have a life. I don't have... I used to have a house and a car and a husband and dogs and a spa. I used to have all that stuff. Lexus. Ooh. But I'm um, not anymore. I just... I let that all go. And so there's... But that's the thing. There's nothing... I mean... It's try to try to take there's nothing to take. What are you gonna take my food stamp balance? Like you're gonna
1: you're gonna Well they'd like to and they'll be in the next they'll they'll hack the into, my, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll hack
2: into right. my food stamp balance and like you know, like, Oh god, don't take my seventy seven dollars a month. I need it <laughs> like, What are you guys doing?
1: <laughs>
0: And I have a very, I have a very low overhead. I have a very, I I exist on a very small. I just like
1: the fact that Whole Foods has a sign that says we take EBT. Yeah, they absolutely
0: do. And they shame you before you have to tell them before you use the card. They do shame you. Really? Yeah. Uh, Trader Joe's doesn't. You can just use it straight up. Same thing with Walgreens uh, and Safeway. You just use it and press a button and it's fine. You can look like you're using a card just like anyone else. But at Whole Foods, they have to press a special button. So you have to say to them.
1: Is that because they have to go through the list of things you are and aren't allowed they're
0: like, no, you're not allowed to buy alcohol and you're not allowed to buy hot things, at least with my food stamps. It's no big deal. The computer knows it. Know. Um, and if I did, then the EBT would take off the balance of the fresh stuff and then I'd have to pay cash for the other stuff. It's no big deal. But at Whole Foods, they make you tell them, so one time they shamed me because I bought some foie gras and they were like foie gras with food stamps and, you know, calorie per penny. It's actually not a bad deal. Like it's, <laughs> it's pretty good. They I'm sorry.
2: It. Just cause I poor doesn't mean I don't have good
0: taste. I love foie gras. I fucking love it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you know, they haven't done any foie gras challenges on British baking show. They haven't done any like,
1: they're they probably do, not, they're probably not going to they do the game pie that, well, mm.
0: the, the hand, the what are they hand-raised pies? I miss Mary. I miss Mary too. Um, is she dead? No.
1: Because she looked. I mean, for a couple of se- for a couple of episodes, it looked like you know like she was the. Cript- they were the first troweling time. it on. Right.
0: Um. um no, I, she looks great. I think she's gotta be fine. Go, I,
1: go I, on YouTube, and Mary makes a game pie, and the game pie's great. But what you really want is her recipe for cold short pie cases
0: right so not the but hot water method is Sorry, usually I, what they well, use for a hand-raised pie they is, usually this, use a hot water
1: this product. is to make the oh, melton mowbray the melton mowbray pork pie is i mean apart from me and um, the saint james bible <laughs> one of our best exports
2: all right
1: but you can't get them because we're not allowed to export pork products to america wow so when my mother came of the over, trichinosis for, or well, my mother came over Thanksgiving, I can tell you right now, she did not bring any with her.
0: Oh wow, that's yeah. There you go. And
1: enough and enough British cheese to, you know, cause lactose intolerance for a lifetime.
0: Yeah, that's Britain has a lot of cheese too. So you're having a big Thanksgiving tomorrow.
1: Uh we are. It's uh, uh, we have friends and family coming uh, from over. We always host. That's, that's my awesome. me and my wife. But. Uh, and a pretty good thing and I mess around with it constantly
0: yeah well if you like the British breaking sure you well no it's not that
1: it. it's, my wife is very traditional midwest mm. and I things I just don't understand so apparently strawberry jello pretzels and cream is a side dish that's gross not dessert but from Kansas and Nebraska
2: mm.
1: you know uh, I want some broccoli Carrots, mashed potatoes. I oh, and some Jello would go good with these. Obviously, not with a Dick Van Dyke accent. I just don't have a Midwest. <laughs> you all sound like Yosemite Sam to me. Uh, um, yeah, that
0: that sounds not that it's doesn't weird. Sound, that doesn't sound right to
1: and me. And cranberry fluff.
0: I love cranberry, not cranberry fluff. I love cranberries.
1: So you take it, the quantities are right. a pound of cranberries, a pound of grounded up uh, red delicious, a quart. Hold on, is it which is this regular cut? Regular size a liter um, no no over here it's a a thing of whipping cream
0: a quart a pint is it a pint a pint is 16 ounces the regular
1: yeah so, so one of those and a pound of sugar and you blend that together that's cranberry fluff
2: Oh,
0: I just make. It's my like the own Midwest can't do something.
1: anything unless it's got a pound of sugar in it.
0: Yeah, ew. Yeah, that's it's, not my. Game.
1: And the lovely people. We we still do it. On some lemon, we still do it, but we don't put the sugar in it. But yeah. my my family goes crazy for that crumbly fluff. Huh? Like we have to make. Like when I go home tonight, I will be grinding apples and cranberries through midnight.
0: Wow, for the special fluff. Cool. Yeah.
1: Otherwise, no chance of that extra kid. <laughs> I intend to be an alcoholic. So I'll be honest, I invested in children because of alcoholism.
0: Well, and it's that, that, that way you can say, hey, kid, go get me a beer.
1: No, I'd want the, I want the stem cells and kidneys.
0: Oh. Like I'll go get
1: my own beer, but I'm going to want a transplant at sure. some point. Fair like, enough. You love your daddy.
0: Give me a kidney.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got two.
0: That steak and kidney pie, I've always found oh. that gross.
1: No, it's just you know what? You've got to clean the kidneys. Right. The problem is if you don't cut the kidneys in half and remove the the little um, the little tracks from Mm -hmm, inside mm -hmm. you get that and and wash them same with liver you've got to wash them out cut them and wash them otherwise you get the ammonia in them Ah. and that's what gives you that bit and also the, the kidneys you want to sear them but not cook them. You want to sear them and then throw them in the pie so they cook slowly in the pie. Right. Otherwise, you cook it and hard, they just turn into... rocks. Yeah little, yeah, little... and uh, it's just... It's cat food. Vile.
0: I wouldn't even feed my cat that.
1: Yeah, man, you, you, The, the um, you said about British food. I'll be honest with you. A younger version of me, yeah, there was not a lot good <laughs> with British food. British food in the 70s and 80s was pretty grim.
0: But, uh, but Gordon Ramsay's doing things. And
1: we gave you Gordon Ramsay, not from a culinary point of view, but to teach you how to swear properly. <laughs> um, what did you give us? I was in London a couple of weeks ago. There's a Chipotle.
0: Oh, that's so gross. Well, we just we don't have any food. No, you culture here. you couldn't send
1: Levix? I mean, you sent Chipotle, poisonous pork, barbacoa. You couldn't yeah. send Levix and some orange sauce in, instead. I mean, you know, our special relationship, send good Mexican food, not, right. not Chipotle. That was just rude.
0: No, look, Chipotle's gross. The uh, salsa is better than Chipotle. It's too bad they didn't get down there. The salsa was a chain that was in San Diego. It was good. They had good. They were very good. But Chipotle, I've never, I've never appreciated them.
1: I, uh, when I was low carb I'm, I'm not now, as you can tell. <laughs> uh, when, when I was visit, when I was traveling to America, Chipotle was my go-to huh. for a burrito bowl because it was. But this is, this is this is before they started killing people. Uh, oh right, I actually. This is when Chipotle was actually quite good. I got.
0: Um, To be paid once to be on one of those things where they ask you questions. What is it called? Um, Oh, panel? Yeah, the research panel thing or whatever. And they gave me a $150 Visa card. It was so exciting. And they had me answer questions for two hours about what would change my mind about Chipotle. Because it was right after that whole thing where people got sick and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, what can we do differently? What do you like? What do you not like? And the thing I kept saying was fish tacos fish tacos and they were like that that's not gonna happen and i'm like
1: rubio's has fish tacos i want more fish ta- there's only I can't one. do rubio's i just <gasps> i'm spo- i live in san jose i've got levix it's just
0: i don't I'm, i don't know if this levix
1: we got levix and we've got uh an iguanas uh home of the burritozilla i'm, I'm someone correct me on that one did
0: you know that san jose was the um town where the food truck was invented I can believe it. The food truck was invented. The first like taco truck food truck. We have truck the
1: cheese, was... me, me and the cheesy bandit have got have a relationship. That sounds good. It's not. It's not it's cheesy bandit. They they do a, they do a grilled cheese with real English cheddar. Interesting. And it's um, I mean it, it's dark. I mean, <laughs> it's dark.
2: There's
1: things I like, I've done like with I, there's cheese. things I've done with their cheese grills that I haven't done with my wife.
2: <laughs> wow. That's a fun way to
0: wrap up this Some Call Me Tim. Uh, John Garside, you are so entertaining to speak with, and what, nice. a jo- what a joy to have on the podcast today Some Call Me Tim with your own English references. I'm sorry that I made the assumption that the English were anything like the French because they're something We've about, gone to war the with bread. them to
1: prove the point. Yeah. Good and, and this whole Brexit thing is just another one of them. I mean, it's, this is where the French said... You do realise we have most of the food, asshole. You know, <laughs>
5: we're
1: gonna win. You're gonna be boiling in a bag again. It's gonna be the 70s all over again. Um, you know, Gordon Ramsay's not gonna. We're now looking. If, if Brexit happens, then all they can look forward to is chlorinated chicken from Kansas. <laughs> Seriously, they want a free trade agreement with America so we can import chlorinated chicken. When did you buy anything that tasted of um, of Domestos or Clorox that, you know, was something you wanted to eat?
0: Oh, man. I, I feel really terrible about our little chicken industry and thing, but I knew when um, 45, our president... Um, Elected Or whatever Appointed Purdue To be the Secretary of (laughs) Agriculture I'm like Are you fucking Kidding me Like Okay They used to be Called lobbyists Because they weren't Allowed They had to be In the lobby They weren't actually Allowed in to make laws That's why they were Called lobbyists And they were Lobbyists for large Corporations And you just take you take the
1: per- you cut out the middleman. You cut You're out like, the
0: men, just stick him right in the government. Just why, stick him right
1: in. Why don't you just get the minister of beef to be you know someone from Tyson's? Right, I mean, just, exactly.
0: It's, it's, it just it doesn't make any sense to me. It's the world is going to hell in a handbasket. And we're Betsy
1: just, DeVos, of course, you know, I mean,
0: well, she actually there are the funny thing about Betsy DeVos is that there are quotes that I found for her on the internet from before she was appointed, saying, we gave more money to this campaign. When am I going to get out of this? (laughs) And what did she get out of it? Oh, you can be secretary of education. Like, what do you learn in America? Fake it till you make it, I guess. Or just ask for, maybe that's the problem. I'm not asking. It's because she asked. She said, you know what? I gave you enough money. Now I'm asking for an appointment. And then there there you go. That's Mm -hmm. how it works. Money, I mean... It, I, it's very, I tisked, I tisked the concept of money, but that's America bit, is money.
1: After two and a bit years in government, he's finally appointed a ambassador to South Africa. Oh. She's not going to be going to the um, to Norweto to see the people where I lost my religion. She's going to be in Turban and she's going to be in um, in Cape Town, Cape in, Town. In, enjoying the white life.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. She's there's. She's going to have a great time. Some great restaurants in Cape Town. Oh man. Yeah. Good fish. Like
1: woof. No water. Good fish. <laughs> no water. They got less water than California.
0: See, the world's falling apart. But, and what will save it? Not greed. So, and, not, we're we'll, we'll going to wrap it up, but not harp on it. The thing is, like, I feel bad for the chickens that get put in the tiny cages and they chop the little beaks off and we're like, oh, don't do that. And we, all the Californians were like, we're not going to do this anymore. We're not going to hurt the chickens. And... And those are just chickens, right? That we don't want to eat. But the, there are people. There are people that need help. There are chickens in cages. There are people that poop into nothing. Like, we even even that's in other countries. It's happening right now. It's happening right door. But, like, even inside, like, in, the, in our own country, there are so many, like, solvable problems if we can sort of take greed out of the equation. And these, you know, like the the thing with the San Francisco, we all voted on this thing that big corporations that make more than $50 million a year, they have to give point half a percent to the homeless fund for the, for housing, for affordable housing and to get homeless people off the street and just cure this problem. And we all voted for it, and everyone's like, hooray! And it's going to be in legal proceedings for the next 10 years. It's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're never... It's never... The only person behind it was the Salesforce guy.
1: And, and and who who probably does more for us as a society than anybody realizes. When you call up that call center, your information's in the Salesforce system. You know, that that's... They're not just doing sales. It's customer relationship management. Whereas, you know, what's Twitter done? Well, they... Make people feel bad about themselves. I was trying to be positive. I just couldn't get that. I'm glad you helped me on that one. No, this is the thing. They don't, they, they've contributed nothing. And Jack Dorsey, who has so much capability, such an amazing thinker, and says, well, there should be a different way, but I don't know what it is. I'm like, dude, you created Square. You created Twitter. You have been at the forefront of enabling people to grow culturally and as entrepreneurs. And you think half a percent off your top line. Is the end of it? Uh, screw you and your Tesla.
0: Well, that's the that's the greed thing. How much do people truly need? How much do they? How much do they want, and how much they need? And when do when do wants become needs? And then I can't live withouts.
1: You need another. You need another podcast where we can talk about progressive politics, and and yeah. and, and we could give some contrast because the right winger is still within me, just. You know, with a, a lifetime of experience that knows what does and doesn't work, you, you need to be able to succeed because you want to pass it on. That's human. How much do you pass on? Uh, that's the bit that's at first uh, debate in society.
0: I'm a Marxist, I'm straight up. I'm like, there is no public property. People don't pass on things to their family level. I don't. I'm a. I'm a hardcore Marxist. I believe in those precepts, baby. He had like ten of them. He's like, wow. this is communism. I'm like,
1: yeah. No, I get it. You have kids. Oh, no, I went to Cuba and I was with you. I loved Cuba. I really did. Before, before I, you know, became an American, uh, I enjoyed the privileges of being British, uh, and I spent real. Time. No, I didn't just go to the resorts. I mean, I actually spent time in uh, go and and in. Uh, uh God, it's so long ago now uh in uh, trinidad de cuba and you know went through the revolution and I, and this was part of me i was, i really loved it and at the same time went yeah it's fantastic and it's real and it's also in complete contrast to uh human uh ego right and, and capitalism and not even <laughs> ca- capitalism but just wanting to take care of your community means passing something on might not be, you know, passing on to community and not just to your son or daughter, but passing something on. Retention of property. Like I said, it's uh,
0: Well but retention of property only works for property owners. If you're if you rent, then then it's like but then it becomes then that's one of the problems with what's going on in America is the haves versus the have nots. The renters versus the owners. And do you know in the eighteen forty nine there was a, we had lots of political parties. We had like sixteen and one of them was called the anti renters and another one was called the Pro Bank Democrats. And I think that's very funny because it seems like what's happening right now.
1: I love the, the Robin Williams. you hear that bit about um, I don't mind the corruption as long as they wear badges like NASCAR. <laughs> and I think that's, that's Coca-Cola. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> sponsored by whatever the lobbyist it is. I mean, yeah. It's, um, you know, it's,
0: uh, it's reality. Uh, hey, sponsor Mutiny Radio, give us some money. Thank you, John Garside. We could continue, we could go on forever. We'll have you back and uh, we'll find as your, you can let us know how your child is growing and when, start to Charlie and Lola and I bet you'll have a baby very quickly.
1: I uh, we'll, we will, we will investigate Charlie and Lola. In, in, Cause
0: then it just makes them with. want a little sister or a big brother or whatever. Two. And it's a really fun show. And it's not boring, and it's really funny. It's really funny.
1: I can't believe anybody's still going to be listening after an hour. No, of or course I, minutes, Why not? Absolutely. Do you mind if I just shout out my gig Please, please, please do all your shouting gigs so, gigs. So San Jose Improv, uh, 2nd of December, I'm supporting uh, Kamir Singh. Uh, and uh, if you go to my uh, tweet, which is uh, tw- my tweet, uh, Big uh, uh, big British John. I forget what my name on Twitter big handle is. British uh, is big
0: British John. J-O-N, not J-O-H.
1: Big John Brit. Oh. Big John, yeah, well, you know, democracy means someone else got there first. Uh, big John Brit, no H in the John. We couldn't afford it. Um, and there's a, uh, there's a link there, and there's a promo code for $5 tickets. $5 for San Jose Improves. not a bad...
0: It's not a bad deal. That's great. Scra- and Sorry, and right. Kabir Singh is very, very funny. And he's,
1: obviously people listen to this, they know you're hilarious. I think we we are just coming at it from different angles of colonialism. Um, <laughs> so we'll see how it works.
0: That's so funny. Are you emceeing or who's emceeing
1: this gig? No, it's his gig, this is his special. Oh good. Um I'm I, I supported a... he very kindly gave me a gig um up at Cobbs a, a while ago. Nice. And so um and this time I, you know, don't have to travel two hours
0: fantastic <laughs> well everybody December 2nd go to improv mm-hmm. go see big British John here. And Jeremy
1: Curry so oh right on yeah
0: good, good lineup.
1: lineup it's a good it's a, it, 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 it should be if anything I just you know kind of take the edge off it
0: well you're 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 very funny and you're very personable so everyone is gonna everyone's gonna love you and they're gonna get right in there yeah I am going to the Midwest tomorrow, and I am afraid that they are not going to love me. And I am very nervous. What about? Little Rock, Arkansas. I'm performing the home of
1: the possum pouch.
0: I did. What's a possum pouch? That's
1: the Bill Hicks jokes. Why the why he why he wanted to get off the road? Because you know he loved the he loved the possum pouch in. Uh, in Arkansas. Well in Little Rock, Arkansas. That's
0: I fly tomorrow all day to go to Little Rock, Arkansas.
1: Just four stops on Southwest, I
0: believe. Oh well it's two actually. Two. Yeah, it's Vegas and then it goes it goes from here to Vegas and then from Vegas to Little Rock. Uh but I have four shows at the Looney Bin and I am I don't think I've ever been as nervous for a show because I, these people are scared. And I, I'm afraid they're not going to like me because I'm a weirdo they, they Californian. Have,
1: they, they have to leave their guns in the car. <laughs> it. It,
0: they love guns and gravy. I, it's going to be...
1: He wrote his Waffle House bit after doing a gig in Little Rock. The whole thing about the, the, the waitress saying, what are you doing? Reading. Why are you doing that? He wrote that <laughs> after getting in Little Rock. There's a backstory. By But the guy, Tony was the guy who was emceeing. I, when I went to Cobbs and I saw the green room, it was like, that was a religious experience. Sure. And someone said, yeah, no, that's the, that's, that's, the, uh, that's the shower where Bill took an underage girl in. And that's the, uh, that's the, that's the table where Robin did a tram lines, the full length, all 16 feet. Wow. Um, he possibly was gilding the lily just a little sure, bit. Sure, 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 you sure. Know, but
0: Exciting anyway. stuff. No, I love Good it. Look. Cobbs is always, Cobbs is super fun to do. Story Moyd has helped me out with that a couple times, so shout out to him well thank you john garzide you've been lovely this has been some call me tim i've been pam benjamin we'll be back next week um tune in to friday's Tastic's comedy clubhouse and happy hour it's going to be guest hosted by capital pilcrow because i'm going to be in little rock hey now that i finally understand how to do instagram i'll be sending pictures from there of my whatever i'm doing
1: instagram <laughs> in- little rock
0: Well, no, they have it everywhere, but I just joined Instagram this week because I was like, I'm never going to do this, and I did it for the station. It's all for the station. I would never. I I can't imagine that people do this. They take pictures of themselves, and then I have to look at them, too. They take pictures or selfies. It's a selfie, selfie world. I just can't even. Like, people think they look that good. Like, I'm constantly worried about my wrinkles, and I don't wear makeup. I don't want you to see me.
1: They have filters. My wife told me. I don't do Instagram either because... I'm old and fat and (laughs) and full of wrinkles but apparently there's a filter for it. (laughs) Jenny Craig and filters. Those are my, that's my future.
0: Yeah, Jenny Craig food's no good. Enjoy your cranberry fool tomorrow.
1: Mm, Thank you.
6: Uh,
0: This has been Pam Benjamin again. John Garside. Look him up and this has been Some Call Me 10. Bye.
7: The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian hate ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker. Saturdays from noon to two. The title says it all. Classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff! You can listen in live to these fine programs on MutinyRadio.fm or download the podcasts at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal! Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat.
4: Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be...
0: Every three parsecs. Tim's Tesseract.com. Tim's Tesseract.com.
8: Everybody should listen to Muni Radio at Muni It's a great place to listen to crazy things. <laughs>
5: life flourish we can find that kind of
3: podcast. That's right. Then all the shows are listed alphabetically, so you can just scroll down and you'll find Common Thread Collective. You can also get the Common Thread Collective and Women's Magazine for free on iTunes. Unfortunately, the only weird part is because there's so many comedy shows at this station, we're actually under the free comedy section.
0: Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl
2: enthusiast, that is flat black plastic. exciting for
0: you mutiny radio listener there are six new shows here at mutiny radio fm monday nights at 10 o'clock it's time for free phone sex 415-550-0511 yes call in for free phone sex you will be recorded it is a podcast but will that phone sex be free absolutely 10 a.m. Mondays. It's time for everyday conversations on race with everyday people. With Sima Lieberman. Everyday people talking about race every week. Different everyday people talking about race. On Tuesdays 10 o'clock, it's spiritual psychology with Renee McKenna. Meditate. It'll heal ya. Then, at noon, stick around, Sergio Novo.
10: It w- it or gate, or it could have been gate DD, again. Distracting me. Whenever there's a boy down in this area, I get real distracted. Um, so I think that's about all my time. If we got the mediation going okay back here, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Are we? <laughs> Thank you, Pam. <laughs> Pam says that I look hot because of my calves. <laughs> She's stalling. Do I need this to do more time? Are we okay? Are I- <laughs> Mm, I well I hear that a lot. Ah. And I can go <laughs> oh. <laughs> I do hear that occasionally. This little Henrique, he got a lot of energy. Woo. But um I think I am done. Is it okay? I mean, I think I'm finished. You're finished? Does it Feel good? I, I <laughs> damn it, I don't have a joke for this. You're setting me, you're like set up and I'm like I can't spike it. Oh, yes you can. I blew my load already. You Thank you, ready? Pam.
0: <laughs> Will Brown, everybody! Yes, what a joy! What a wonderment! What a doll! What a great shirt! Right? Uh, you gotta wear that next time. We'll, we'll do a when COVID's over. We'll go to Portland together, and it's the Rose City, and we'll do we'll do jokes together in your beautiful little rose shirt. Yeah! Everybody, clap it up again for Will Brown! Yeah. Yay! The comedian, former known as another person who's a high school teacher, so we can't (laughs) say who he is. I used to be a high school teacher. That used to be a thing I used to do. And uh, it was so like, okay, so in high school, like no one ever asked me out and I was never asked to a dance or whatever. But then I became a high school teacher and I was asked to junior prom four times when I was student (laughs) teaching. Oh yeah, I was 21. And I was asked, to. Ju- I was like, this is so amazing. I was just asked of junior prom four times. And then, and then my, my master teacher came up to me because I was in teaching credential school. And she was like, so the clothes that you wear are kind of a problem. And I was like, I'm just wearing normal clothes. And she was like, "No, no, 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 sweetheart. You're 22. You need to wear like a sackcloth. You need to dress like a Mormon. What are you doing? So I actually borrowed a bunch of clothes from my mom, <laughs> and it wasn't a problem ever again. It wasn't. I was. I was a special ed teacher for a long time, and uh, that's uh, that was that was a lot of fun. This one time, I, uh, uh, hey hey guys, are we are we ready for Thomas? I don't think that I don't think that our next comedian w- was in special ed as a child, but he's young. He's young enough that he could have been in my class. You know what I mean? We played a lot of Organ Trail. There was, I was a lazy, lazy teacher in '98. You know what I mean? I was like, "Play Organ Trail." You died of dysentery. I know. Don't take bandages. What are you doing? Water. It's just so heavy to take all the water. Uh, hey, your next comedian. What a funny guy. He's been here for a bunch of open mics. This is his first time at like a real show. I'm really excited to bring him up. He's super, super funny. Put your hands together for Thomas, everyone! Yay!
11: I told her to play uh, "Buster Rhymes Touch It," but that hasn't come on yet. Can you put that on? Can you? Touch it, man it, babe. Launch it, turn it, turn it fuck, in, turn it, turn it, turn it, turn it again. Okay. Anyway, uh, uh, it's my first time out in the outdoor crowd. Hold on, let me turn this. Bring this thing up. Uh-oh. I'm a baby. Don't be mad at me, cause I'm just a baby. I just started. Um, hey guys, do you think when Morrissey, the Smiths guy, do you think when he sings Happy Birthday, he sings it like, you know, happy birthday to you, or do you think he's like, happy birthday to you, It's another year, another year of life and death and closer to the infernal oblivion, do you think that... Is it about me or about you? Oh yeah, back to you. It's back to you. It's your birthday. Just wondering. Uh, another impression. Uh, this is uh, this is Vin Scully and Alanis Morissette in the commentary booth of a basketball game. So. Incredible play by LeBron James. Alanis, what do you think about that?
12: High five!
11: (laughs) Why do you think he's so dominant in his 19th year in the league? Well, what it all boils down to he's strong, but he's nimble. He scores, but he delegates. <laughs> he dunks, but he shoots it, baby. <laughs> That's it. Uh, I'm still going to work. I'm still lucky enough to go to work uh, these days. Uh, I, you know, my probably the best moment of my day is when I first get there. Because in COVID times, uh, you gotta still take your temperature. You gotta keep a log of everyone's temperature, and uh, it's just a really pure moment where I walk in and I write my name down, and I just, I, I can really just take a, just un- just go dark and just sort of raise something to my temple and just really feel like pulling the trigger. You know what I mean? It's just so nice, and then I just start the charade. And then I just become a worker again. Uh, Yeah, anyway. um, I don't know if anyone watches The Bachelor, but it's not coming back like you think it is. When it comes back, if anyone likes The Bachelor. uh, I mean, I remember loving it because it's such a great social experiment. It's like one top prize and 30 idiots. Best of luck. But now, I mean, like, You'd watch it for like the social, just angst of it all. Like, one guy kissing ten ladies in a night, one lady kissing ten guys in a night. I feel like if I told my friends today that I kissed ten ladies last night, before COVID, they'd be like, "Hell yeah, dude, getting it." You're, oh man, you know. If I told them that now, they'd be like, "Are you a, f- are you a sociopath?" Bro, are you trying to kill us? Think about someone besides yourself, maybe? I don't know. So I've thought of a new way. I've thought of a way that we can make Bachelor COVID safe, you know? First of all, everyone's got to wear a mask. Makes the mystery a little bit better. People can have great eyes, but be ugly. Uh, You know? Six feet apart, people can't rip weaves. You got to, like, you got to throw shit. Stuff. One, that's my one. You got to throw stuff. It's a little bit more athletic. Uh, And obviously you can't touch each other at all. So my alternative, maybe this isn't an ABC show so much anymore. Maybe a little bit more Netflix, right? A little bit more energy. Um, But (laughs) one top prize, 30 contestants, six feet distance. Our top prize has an app that controls everyone's vibrators you know they're just in there you know and he's just like on dates like thank you so much for opening up to me about your mother's tragic suicide that was really uh, brave of you and um, I just feel like someone who can open up like that uh, really is someone I could see myself potentially maybe one day falling for. (laughs) Did you feel that? (laughs) You felt that, right? Uh, the other day I was, um, I was, I was, uh, having sexual congress and, um, (laughs) in the <laughs> and in the in the flip in the in the position change, uh, my partner's uh, 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 ESPN alert went off. Cause I guess she gets push notifications for ESPN. So it was like <laughs> da na na da na na. I was like, damn! I'm about to make the top ten. <laughs> in the absence of sports, am I going to turn on ESPN tonight? And it's going to be like, coming in at number five. An absolutely flawless dog in a missionary transition. Watch how it doesn't leave, it doesn't leave the orifice. Check it out, guys. This guy's a master, masterful work. Coming in at number four. Uh, anyway, one minute. Okay. Uh, at my work, uh, I have this manager. He's not really, he's not my boss. He's just another manager, uh, and he calls me Tigraz. and I'm like, don't, don't put that on me. Don't put that on. My name is Thomas Graziano, but don't 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 call me T Graz, like I'm J Lo. I need to earn that nickname. Like I'm not that cool. People earn those nicknames where you can just be the first initial and the first syllable. Right? Like Jennifer Lopez, J Lo, right? Paul Rodriguez, incredible skateboarder. P Rod, you know, Gigi Hadid all-star supermodel jihad you know <laughs> these are peop- these are things that people go by and I'm not there yet all right I'd like to close with a really short uh final impression because I'm, I'm big into impressions I would rather be an actor than, a, than this thing um, but uh this is uh this is Tom Delong this is uh uh lead singer of the bl- of blink 182 uh in the crowd of a music festival okay so here it is
3: where are you <laughs> well i'm so sorry
11: I cannot see you, I cannot jam tonight. <laughs> if you are not by my sign tonight. Thank you very much everybody. <coughs> keep it going, keep it going for who's next, anyone? Pam, yeah, your gracious host,
2: Pam, yeah. Thomas, everyone, hooray. Yay. Is
0: Rachel Pinson still here? There she is. You're going to go up next after this one little joke I have. Uh so Thomas was just doing impressions. Uh I had a I had a dream last night that Bjork was my therapist. Right? So Bjork's my therapist and I look at up I look up at her in this dream and I'm like Bjork, why is my mom not proud of me? And she looks down at me with her loving eyes and her little swan friend. And she says, your uterus is made of clouds. (laughs) And the the polar bear only steps in the same river once. Don't let poets lie to you like bjork and then i woke up and i was like i know and it didn't make any sense because no one knows who bjork is but you all did which was great thank you for knowing who bjork is anyone under 30 is like what is your impression about like what is where is iceland that's a place i thought it melted from global warming that place still exists Iceland is not made out of ice. It's actually made out of volcanoes. So that's weird, right? What kind of oxymoronic thing is that? Oh, we're gonna call it Iceland and it's made out of fire. <laughs> that's cool. That's. I love Bjork. Uh, I also love your next comedian. She is um, She's one of my favorite people here in San Francisco. She's like, so I have like six comedy sons, but they all suck and she's my comedy daughter and she's amazing. <laughs> Right? Because, like, women work hard and stuff. She has an amazing show here at the station on Tuesdays. At 4 o'clock, it's called Always Free. It's all about the rainbow family. I don't know if any of you have ever been to rainbow gatherings, but they're amazing people, and they love each other, and they feed each other. And if you have dinner for two, you have enough for three. And if you have enough for three, you have enough for four. And then 12 people come over, and you're like, you can sleep over, and you're my best friend. And then sometimes they do your dishes. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Rachel Pinson.
8: I like being Pam's comedy daughter because for the first time in life, I'm the golden child. Suck it, man. Ah. Do you guys know Pancake? I'm his biggest fan. I was actually the head of his fan club until the restraining order. So if you see Pancake, don't don't tell him I'm here. Shh, he's looking. Oh, okay. All right. Hey, ladies. If you're a feminist, make some noise. Cool. Hey, men, if you're a feminist, just stay quiet, okay? Just like <laughs> you've done enough talking. I'm, like, settling into mask culture more and more. Like, we were all wearing a mask before, but now we're all up front about it. You know, it's cool. I think what I like most about it is, like, now my boss can't smell my beer breath at work got some added benefits no one knows if I have a cold sore it's good you know you can't <laughs> you can't see my double chin when I'm looking at my phone like there's some positives <laughs> thanks Pam <laughs> COVID is a really good time to break up with a clingy boyfriend too it's like hey man if you're not going to give me the 100 yards that this <laughs> that the court recommended you can give me the six feet that the CDC said right Something. I saw a dude shooting up on the street, and he was wearing a mask. It's like, you're wearing a mask, but you're raw-dogging a needle? Like, obviously, that was just for my health and safety. So I appreciate it. Yeah, exactly. I always like how environmentally conscious uh, California is. Like, I saw a guy taking a, a used heroin needle to freebase heroin off a of used t- piece of tinfoil. You know, like, reduce, reuse, relapse. Like, it's not going to go up some turtle's nose, you know? Progressive. I go through this thing where I, like, have to adjust my glasses because the condensation and the mask, and then I'm touching my face too much, and I'm not safe at all, you know? <laughs> That's the way I feel. I don't feel safe. <laughs> Something uh, I, I think a lot of us struggle with is body image, right? Like, I'm not, like, thin enough to be conventionally hot, but I'm not fat enough to be fetishized for how fat I am yet. Like, I can't do BBW porn, like, yet, but I'm working on it. You know, like, one cheeseburger at a time, you know, (laughs) like, thanks to COVID pounds. But I constantly get mistaken for being pregnant. Does that ever happen to you? I know. It's super relatable. It really is. But, you know, instead of being down on myself or negative, we're into body positivity or something like that, right? Right? I just figure I can use this to my advantage. So when I see the bark coming and it's full of people, I just kind of, like, waddle on there with my hand on my belly button And this look on my face, like I'm holding in a fart. (laughs) Like maybe someone will notice. Like, ma'am, would you like to sit down? Like, (laughs) (laughs) priority seating. That's so that's so kind of you. And they'll start asking me questions. Like, hey, how far along are you? Oh, just like two more stops. (laughs) Two more stops, and I'm home. I think a, a new advantage is, like, I'm pretty sure there's a fetish for everything, and there's got to be a fetish for pregnant chicks, right? So, I'm trying to work that, too. So, it's like, I look super pregnant, I'm smoking a cigarette, I'm walking down the, the <laughs> down the road with a beer, no mask, complete head turner, you know? <laughs> like, who wants to have a threesome? <laughs> you know, like, make my next shot a double, because I'm drinking for two. <laughs> drinking for two. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I really didn't expect to come up, so I'm glad you guys are here. <laughs> when COVID started, everyone was like, we need to stock up on toilet paper. We're going to run out of toilet paper. So I bought a bunch of toilet paper. I stocked up on it, but nobody prepared me for how quickly I was going to go through batteries because I'm lonely. You know? Back order on online. It's... I got invited to a dinner party once, but it turns out it wasn't a dinner party, it was the Donner party. I wasn't going to stay, but there was still free food. (coughs) I used to watch what I eat, but then they stopped letting me babysit, you know. (laughs) I like to eat babies. Okay, I admit it. Is this... Like premature babies, like super premature babies. You know what I'm talking about, like sperm. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) he gets it. (laughs) I'm a cannibal. I don't know if I love lesbians or just the way they taste, you know. (laughs) can't decide. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's all my cannibalism jokes. Hey, how come we... (laughs) How come we romanticize vampires so much? Like, why aren't we romanticizing zombies? Like, they're good biters, right? Like, my question is, if you have a, a muzzle on a zombie and you have sex with them, they don't bite you, can you turn into a zombie? You think it's safe? All right, b- <laughs> th- with the confidence of the way you're saying that, I believe you. <laughs> and they can, like, they can pull off their limbs and stuff. It's like, yeah, I'm sure you've been fisted, but have you ever been wristed (laughs) by a zombie? I don't know. Uh, I'm a romantic person, you know, that's, (laughs) like, why do vampires get all the, I don't get it. (laughs) What? (laughs) The host is paying really good attention. She told me to tell the zombie joke. Do you want to hear it again? (laughs) 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 Man. (coughs) I grew up in uh, the Midwest, actually. Actually, I grew up in Ohio. If you look at a map, there's nothing west about it. But nobody believes me when I say Middle Eastern. So, (laughs) I don't know. What am I supposed to say? I had two lesbian moms growing up, which was awesome for sure, but everyone would ask me all these questions, like, oh, man, two moms, that's weird, was it rough? Like, no, like, it wasn't weird until you asked me that question, I didn't even know that could be weird, but now I live in the Bay Area, it's a different concern, they're like, oh, man, two moms in the Midwest, that's weird, was it rough? Like, yeah, it was weird, we didn't even have an ocean, we just had a lake you can set on fire. (laughs) It doesn't even count as water, if you ask me. (laughs) I used to think it was really hard for me to turn down white guys for dates because I didn't want to be responsible for the next mass shooting. (laughs) But now we're not allowed to gather. I don't think it's a problem. (laughs) I had to turn a guy down the other day that wanted to date me. Like, I don't want to sound prejudiced or anything but he told me that he wanted to be a cop. And I just can't date somebody like that. You know, like my parents never raised me to be a cop lover. Like, I would never bring a snitch home to the dinner table. <laughs> it's an awkward Thanksgiving. You know, and I like N.W.A. just as much as the next white lady on a microphone on the street corner in San Francisco, and I know what's going on you know, in the news and everything, but every time I hear, F the police, I can't cast, F the police, F the police, I'm like, no, man, that's how you make more police. You F them and they multiply. (laughs) I say, F a judge and get everybody off. (laughs) Sometimes I get dick pics. I don't know how to feel about it. But I, I started to think like maybe it's like when a cat brings you a dead animal. Like even if you're disgusted and you're not really into it, they're just trying to show you affection. You know, like I cared about you so much. <laughs> I just I love this. I want you to love this. <laughs> I did this for you. I'm like, alright. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I have one minute. And now as soon as she said that, I'm like, w- I have jokes? Okay. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> I grew up super trashy, but I didn't know that until other people pointed it out. Like I went to college and people were like, Do you want to go thrifting? And I'm like, You mean back to school shopping? <laughs> like I already I already did that. Like I thought I looked o- <laughs> I thought it looked nice. I had a, a boyfriend in high school, and I had called him. I'm like, you need to get checked. And he's like, oh my god, have you been cheating on me? I'm like, for head lice. Relax, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> relax. And I dated this guy. I think he like fetishized me for being trashy a little bit because he's like, can you say something to me, but like in a country accent? Like, that's weird. Okay, I'm 13 years old. Don't tell me how to raise my baby. Mama didn't pay the water bill. That's okay because we got Mountain Dew. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need no water. We got pops. (laughs) I want you to kiss me wildly and passionately like my cousin when he wants one of my oxys. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I noticed, like, moving to California is people are really sensitive when it comes to language. Like, I can't use the R word anymore. Like, anytime I accuse anybody of being a, a Republican, they get so mad, but I get it. It's because they put a retard in the White House. <laughs> All right, thanks everyone.
0: <laughs> Rachel Pinson, killer set. Heck yeah. Uh, we this is. I'm gonna do just one more joke, and then we're we're done here. I'm just gonna leave you guys. You seem like a, like a crowd that's into equality. Equality now. Right? Yeah. I think I think that we can accomplish this right now through PG-13 movies, right? Stick with me for a second. If you cover up the nipple, you can see 180% side boob in a PG-13 movie. You also get to see the butt, which I'm into. All the butt, let's show the butt, yeah. But what I'm saying for a quality, what I'd like to see is some side scrote, <laughs> right? Cool, because the balls, the balls are covered, and so let's imagine together a Martin Scorsese film, right, starring Nicolas Cage. He's old, his balls hang very deep. There there's an infinity pool, and the sun is going down. And Nick Cage is swimming toward the steps, right? And he's coming out the steps, and his balls are deep in the water. And his member is above the stairs. And what we get to see is this amazing stained glass side scrote. Side scrote for equality. Equality now, everyone. Equality now. Side for everyone. I want to see it hairy. I want to see it shorn. I want to see it. It's just like side boob. It's beautiful, gorgeous. Also under boob. I want more under boob. Right? Here's the other thing. You know what I find the sexiest thing right now on really any body type is someone who has stretch marks, but they've got skinny. And I feel like it's the biggest loser. Like I wanna touch all, I wanna touch all of the time period that they went. I'm like, I love your work. Like I see your perseverance. This is like your body says perseverance, And dedication and that's really hot to me I'm like look how hard you worked and I can see that stretch marks if you don't think stretch marks are sexy you're a jerk face like respect respect I want to see anybody with stretch marks like give me some pictures later (laughs) I don't want your dick pics I want your stretch mark pics I want to see like that side with like that uh. demarcation of time also, tattoos are hot. Same thing. Same thing. Thank you guys all for being here so much. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, there's a thing over here you can put money in if you like the show. You can, on Venmo, we're Mutiny Radio, all one word. There's a Mutiny Radio FM, 2 I didn't make that. I don't know who did. Don't do it to that one. I don't know who that is. Ah, the haters are everywhere. But the Mutiny Radio, all one word, that's us. And um, there's money up here. Thank you so much. We do this every Friday at 7 o'clock. Seriously, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being socially distanced. COVID is terrible, but we're trying our best. Love you all. Thank you. Good night. Yay! to the Trump virus. We're a global alliance of humans standing up against the Trump brand. Antitrump.com started four years ago on March 19th, 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better world. Nobody thought it was going to be this bad. Most of us probably figured it would just be four more years of the same old. He was a 70 year old babbling Nimrod. How bad? Could it really be? Treason is the last of his felonious activities. The Trump brand has hijacked our government and sold Lady Liberty to the mob. We are a leaderless and without the most basic healthcare systems and community services. COVID-19 is a pandemic, but the Trump brand is the virus. Welcome to the antivirus. Go to antitrump.com and spread the word. Individual politics aren't important. What is important is that we stand together as a unified voice and say enough is enough. That's antitrump.com.
3: Welcome to Strictly Bad Vibes, your personal complaint department. Um,
2: what, what the hell are we talking
9: about? Um whiny people
7: and their stupid complaints that we requested they send us
9: why do we do this Why? why are we
7: doing this? <laughs> none of which matters in this equation because it is his choice to carry such horse shit on the fucking
9: train
3: and he was yelling he was like "Move that bitch no that bitch and uh and uh i wasn't i wasn't i'm just not i'm not moving it you know I've arrived. Why should I move?
9: I don't like what work has been giving us at our free lunches. 415 340 and it does not spell anything. One one five three four zero one nine seven six.
12: 340 Go
9: for it. Call in, guys.
4: Bob, you ever wanna be funny? Well my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well I mean you ever wanna be like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh shit. From time to time I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radios. Yahoo!
10: 499.
5: Good evening there, my friends here at MutantRadio.f. And Chester Cashcock here. and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyonds underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m., and I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious, but if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry, don't fret at all, you can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anyone, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you've got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedyclubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. As your host, Pam Benjamin, brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? (laughs) It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs)
9: I am
3: Carl, not Spiegelman.
9: We're hosts so. <laughs> <laughs> of uh with Michael, Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on the podcast by, with our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah. L W
3: a-, a F L M O Y I- T.
9: Yeah, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's every Sunday, two p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, five percent. five Yeah, right. I'm
3: so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show. Five p.m. Let's hear the
9: theme song. Oh. Let's watch full length. Let's do a full minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See you. See you next
0: up Oakland have you been missing out on live music and comedy remember killer dinners don't worry about a thing cuz soul sausage presents pan dementia has brought you the hottest freshest sexiest new beast in the Bay Area the Oakland unicorn speakeasy comedy and dinner club in Koreatown Northgate featuring comedians from NBC MTV Comedy Central Soul Sausage TV and YouTube. Tickets and packages, show times and information are all at Oaklandunicorn.com. Sponsored by Soul Sausage, Reek Disc Electronics, and True Healing Collective. Grand opening weekend, August 6th through 9th featuring Kabir Singh and Xander Beltran. Tickets on sale now at Oaklandunicorn.com. That's Oakland Unicorn. Dot
2: com
12: oh, oh,
9: Gosh, that just rolls off my tongue. It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and
3: Carl.
9: Hi, Carl.
3: Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm good. glad you are here, and, and I'm glad you chose the movie.
9: Oh, my God. Yeah, I did choose the movie. What we'd like to do is we want to watch a movie on YouTube with you, and these are movies that I've read about as a kid, and now that YouTube exists, I can just watch it. I don't have to read about it. Uh, yeah, Carl. So, uh, Carl t- usually, uh, I usually tell Carl the movie. I pick a movie, and then Carl researches it. We have a show this week. We, uh, Carl takes the movie for me. So, we're going to watch a uh, particular movie. But before we start, we want to make sure you subscribe to us. Uh, our podcast name is the acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We also have a great YouTube channel with that acronym and a Twitter account with 35 uh, followers. And we are also on Facebook as Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. That's how you can find our podcast information. We stream first on mutinyradio.fm, which is a streaming Internet service. We're listed, by the way, on their Wikipedia page. Uh Our show is. Someone listed your last name. But...
2: Hey, if you're listening to Mutiny Radio right now, you're in the middle of Pam Tassi's Comedy Clubhouse. It started uh, with the end of the outdoor show,
0: and now we're inside, and uh, we should put some uh, microphones near Josh Kahn is what we should do, and we're going to do that.
12: Can't you? Can't you? can Can't you? today? Can't you? today? all the children. Shit, busy shit. Ah. Is well too you may alone. I don't know. <laughs> that was a bust. Was that on the air? Was that it on the air? That was terrible. That was a bust. That was
9: entirely on the air, Josh Khan. And like I've been saying for a long time, we need to start recording you, and we need to start
3: broadcasting you on the no. Mutiny Radio advertisements, use. dude. You need to get on these advertisements.